Welcome back to the Life IQ podcast, where the goal is always to learn something. My name is David Odejo. I'm a rec league basketball champion, virtual book club member, and fried chicken sandwich connoisseur. On today's episode, the question we're trying to answer is what's next in part one of my conversation with Natalia Ramirez. On today's episode, the question we're trying to answer is what's next in part one of my conversation with Natalia Ramirez. This year, Natalia ditched her comfy sales role, packed up her bags, and set off on an adventure that led her to the most difficult job she's ever done. Alongside that adventure, she was blessed with some unexpected news and is now preparing for a new and exciting stage in her life. She has a passion for yoga, loves to travel, and tends to live her life outside the status quo. I first met Natalia through the Venture for Canada program in 2019, and we quickly became close friends due to our similar temperaments. One thing I learned from her was about this gene called wanderlust, which I'd never heard about before. Researchers have found that 20% of the population have a variation of a gene called DRD4, and anyone with the 7R variant has a high predisposition to be restless and curious. The DRD4-7R gene affects the brain's dopamine levels, which in turn shapes your behavior and motivation, which leads to increased risk-taking. So this explains why wonderlusters, Natalia being one of them, are so cool with jumping out of their comfort zone. Over the past three years, getting to know her more, I've been so impressed by how open Nat is to new experiences and remaining intentional while going with the flow of life. I was so gassed to have her on this episode for the stories that she told, the perspective she shared, and selfishly because she laughs at almost all of my jokes. So I have no doubt that you're going to enjoy listening into this conversation. So with all of that being said, let's get into it. Stop tap dancing around the conversation. Okay, man, we're back. We are back. Another exciting conversation queued up, man. I had to bring one of my homies on, you know? I was like, I was writing an episode. I was like, who is someone who just just lives life to the fullest? <laughs> you know, like somebody that just just flies with Does the wind. Different. You know what I'm saying? Does it different. Does it different. That's a, yeah. Somebody who just does it different. Um, this person I, I had the pleasure of meeting three years ago now. We've been friends for three years. I can't even can't even imagine. That's Time crazy. flies. Um, with through the Venture for Canada program that I did in Kingston. I've had a few guests from VFC come on and we just became really great friends. Um, just like her sense of humor, my sense of humor, um, her intelligence and her her view on life was something that I found super impressive and um, both living in Toronto, working in the tech space for a bit, having similar roles. Uh, we just really connected and I'm happy that we've stayed friends and I'm happy that she agreed to come on uh, today and bless us with some knowledge on the Life IQ podcast. Natalia, <laughs> welcome to the show. How you doing? Hello, hello. <laughs> I'm doing well. That was quite an intro, I gotta say. Damn. <laughs> you know, you know how we do it here, man. We have to, we have to gas people up. We gotta make you feel comfortable off the bat. Um, and I'm, I'm so, so gassed for this conversation. I think you're gonna be bringing a lot of great insight, a lot of great stories, a lot of great experience to the microphone. 
Uh, before we kind of get into some of the deeper questions, how's life? What have you been up to? Uh, honestly, life feels like it's been moving at a million miles a minute. <laughs> and yeah. overall, really exciting, though. Like, I feel really grateful about where I'm at right now. Honestly, cannot complain about anything. Um yeah, I feel like a lot has definitely been going on, been adjusting to life back in the city after coming back from like being out west for a few months. And so, yeah, just trying to like get settled in, being with family, friends, that kind of thing, just like chilling it, taking it easy. So what's been like the what's been the biggest adjustment to being back in the city after being gone for I think you're gone for like four months, three months. So what's been the biggest adjustment? Yeah, yeah, it was four months. Um, honestly, I think it's just like the the shift and difference in like style of life, literally from like living in a forest, sleeping in mm. a tent, like surrounded by trees all the time and just like quiet to like all of a sudden being back in the city, construction, people like freaking cars everywhere just craziness I I feel like it was like a big shock even just like things like going into like a grocery store and like oh my gosh or like a restaurant and the music and the noise is stimuli is just like a lot Mm -hmm. of shift in that and just trying to like okay calm down you know like chill out that kind of thing yeah yeah it probably makes you realize like how much Things are always happening in the city that you just get accustomed to, um, like even just like traffic, for instance, and like sirens and horns. Yeah. And then when you're away from that for so long, you come back, and you're like, wow, this is like what I would hear every single day. Like, it's just it's probably just wild. Right. To realize that. And just like I feel like I don't know everything that I hear going on in the city. Like I'm much more connected now to like the news and like what's going on. And I feel like there's mm-hmm. just so much violence everywhere. Mm-hmm. From like compared mm-hmm. even to when I left a few months ago that I'm like, what what is going on? You know? Yeah. 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 Well, it's good to have you back. Good to have you back in the city. Um, we're going to talk about like some of the things that Natalia's been up to because usually like how it works is like we're catching up and I'm just like, yo, like, <laughs> what are you saying this weekend? Like, let's do something. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm actually moving to BC to go plant <laughs> trees for like three months. I'm like, what? I cannot keep up. I cannot keep up with this shorty, but um, oh at least God. she like came back with like great experiences. Like we we had a chance to to chat like a couple of weeks ago when you first got back, just for me to catch up on everything that's happened. And man, you do not want to turn off this episode because <laughs> this girl has been this girl has been doing a lot, um, and I'm so happy for you to share. Um, before we get into it, though, quick recap: uh, if you've been here before or intro, if you're new. To our main question uh, for this for this season on the Life IQ podcast, our question is, what's next? And really just wanted to chat with some people based on their experiences, what's going on in life right now. Just talk about the topics of making life decisions, planning for the future, but also staying present and practicing gratitude, um, which in some ways, thinking about this question might be countercultural to what society believes like we're always told like you know what's your five-year plan what's your ten-year plan plan ahead mm-hmm. and oftentimes like we lose sight of the amazing things that we have in our lives today so really want to like explore that juxtaposition of like you know thinking about the future but also staying present so this topic is all about that thought process of remaining ambitious ambitious striving for more um but also like dealing with that constant pressure of like knowing 
what comes next. So with all that being said, Nat, I want to start with your past year because it's been pretty crazy. Like maybe like a year ago at this time, you were still working in tech, uh, working for a tech company here in Toronto. And I don't even really know how this whole like yoga thing came up, but like what what was the thing that made you be like, first of all, like I'm loving yoga so much that I want to go teach it. And I don't want to teach at a studio in Toronto. Like I want to teach in Costa Rica. Like what was, what like brought you to that decision? Yeah, yeah. I know. I was honestly thinking about that. Like this past August was a full year since like when I left Ripen um, mm. and was like, I mean, honestly, coming to that decision of leaving the company and deciding to yeah go to Costa Rica to do a yoga teacher training was like difficult and took months of me like coming to find like to terms with it and being like, OK, I'm going to do this. Talk to my manager like it's got to be done. Set the date. Um, but honestly, like, I mean, my yoga practice has been something that I've kind of connected with for years and had kind of like an on off relationship with. And in like the year before I decided to leave the company, I just became like it just became a daily practice for me and I feel like it started to like little things started to change in my life that stemmed from my yoga practice and like how I was feeling like what I've started to value more and more and I was like honestly I want to take this to the next level like how can I do that and the most logical step from that was like doing yoga teacher training um I did not want to do it virtually at all I feel like it's an experience that really requires you to have like that in-person human connection with your teachers, with other people doing it. And I was like, where can I do it? Costa Rica had already like traveled, I feel like three times before I decided to go. And I was like, honestly, being in the middle of the jungle, like (laughs) doing something like Mm. that would be like what I would absolutely love. Um, And I wasn't feeling like, yeah, my, I was feeling at work at the time, like, it was, I feel super grateful for the company, like preface by saying that and all the opportunities I got there. Um, but I just, there was something in me that was like, mm, something's not clicking here. Like I'm not feeling driven as much anymore, mm. like with what I'm doing and this idea of like going out, teaching yoga, working on myself, like, you know, merging myself more into that space was like calling me. And I was like, honestly, yeah. I just got to make a date, go with my gut feeling on this and like make that decision. Um, so, yeah, basically gave my two weeks and then left to Costa Rica like two weeks after. <laughs> and you were supposed to be in Costa Rica for like a month. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, yeah. And how long did you how long did you end up staying? <laughs> well, I yeah, basically stayed out of Canada like probably six months after that. Um, yeah, like the training was a month and then I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing after. Like I had no set plan once I finished the training, Mm -hmm. whether I was going to come back home. I was kind of just like, I'm going to let myself be open to whatever comes up while I'm out there. Like I'm sure I'll meet people. There might be plans that come up, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of what happened. Like I ended up traveling a bit through Costa Rica, ended up meeting, Lewis, who is now my current boyfriend, fell <laughs> fell in love with a Spanish man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, literally me and him, we like um, 
in the beginning, obviously, just getting to know each other, like each doing a little bit of our own thing. Um, and then after that, we kind of like kept reconnecting, kept traveling together between like Panama, Mexico, um, eventually mm. him coming down to Canada. But yeah, it definitely turned into something I did not expect or see coming. <laughs> Yo, we're going to talk about Lewis a little bit uh, in a bit. I wanted to go back to, to what you said, like being at Ripen, like you, you'd been there for a couple of years at, at the time. I actually remember, I think you were doing like yoga classes for your coworkers yeah. and stuff um, at Ripen. But you mentioned that you just like went with your gut to decide, I, I want to pursue more of my yoga practice. I want to do it down south. Is that is that like typically how you make decisions is like like a gut reaction or like a gut feeling or was it just that decision and typically like you're like evaluating things maybe a little bit more with like pros and cons list or whatever like are you typically as someone who's making decisions based on your gut feeling no like for a very long mm. time i feel like if i think back for when i start first started university i was a completely different person and i was more around like logical rational way of thinking like literally put writing out everything in a paper and being like okay this clearly makes most sense even if internally like I wasn't connected with listening to my body and just paying strict attention to like my mind and my thoughts um mm. and I think that was a big change that I had in my yoga practice was connecting more with like what I felt inside even if it didn't have like a logical explanation um and I think that decision was like one of the initial things in my life that I let myself be guided by this internal feeling that was hard to explain. Um, because mm -hmm. I remember even before I left, like a month before, uh, they offered me a raise, like basically a promotion. And I was already in my head like, okay, I'm gonna quit. Then I got this offer. And I remember, yeah, I remember being in therapy and being like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know, like I, now I've gotten, maybe it's a sign, like I should stay. And it's like, she just kept reminding me, well, how does that make you feel? Like when you think about staying versus going to Costa Rica, how does that make you feel? And it was just kind yeah. of like- Like is the, is the money gonna like make up for those feelings that you already had? Yeah, yeah. In that moment when you decided that, you know, you were gonna leave. Yeah, exactly. And like me thinking about staying, it was like, a little depressing to be honest because um, I felt yeah. like I wasn't following through with what I really wanted and was like internally making me feel like the sense of like joy when I thought about being out in Costa Rica and, and really diving much deeper mm. into yoga um, and so I, I listened to that and and I went forward with it and obviously mm. I look back now on this past year and I'm like wow I'm really glad I did because a lot of great things have come out of that decision that's that's actually dope um yeah like i i think about it too like typically i'm someone who's like i really reason through um decisions it's like yeah. okay like why am i making this decision like what could be the potential benefits potential downfalls but something i've actually learned a lot from you is like just being able to make some decisions where you do have that like mind body connection and like i want to do this thing because I think I'm going to have fun. Like, I think it's going to feel great. Like, I think it's going to be a good experience. And one of those things is like even traveling um, abroad. Like, I remember like you were like hitting us up, like, yo, you guys need to come down and all this stuff. And it was tough because it was like work. And then, you know, COVID was like still kind of going on at the time and everything. So it made it a little bit hard to plan around it. But 
I think like seeing people like you do the whole travel thing and work remotely and even spend extended periods of time like when it was like yo when are you coming back you're like yo I might stay like <laughs> another couple months like maybe January and you just like kept pushing it I think seeing you be able to do that but still also like have the life that you wanted to have and be able to get that enjoyment from from being abroad that's definitely something I've learned from you in the past year and a half um, excited to be doing my own thing like you know in a couple months going to Mexico with the boys and enjoying that sort of lifestyle and working remote um, from another country for the first time but definitely wanted to like yeah give you that props of like seeing you balance like being an adult quote-unquote with also still doing the things that you want to do has been pretty impressive um, and that kind of gets to the, the next thing so Natalia finally comes back 2022 <laughs> right like, you came back this year yeah 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 when did you go you went I left, you went Costa Rica last year I left last uh October and then yeah. I came back in April of this year yeah of this year I came back with Lewis yeah. with yeah basically a transition for a new plan <laughs> as to what I was gonna do yeah exactly so I link up with Natalia in April we're just catching up what's up she tells me about Lewis I'm like okay cool cool I'm like all right yo like you know, my birthday's coming up this summer in August. Make sure you have it booked off right now. I was telling people <laughs> know, months in advance. I know, I was like so typical. I was like... telling people months in advance. <laughs> and then this girl's like, oh, I'm actually going tree planting in BC. So tell us a bit more about that. How did that come up? Uh, what was the decision behind leaving your warm bed at your beautiful condo in Mississauga and going to live in the woods with bears and foxes? <laughs> foxes okay I never saw any foxes I saw lots of bears but no foxes um yeah so that was definitely oh god so yeah I was still I was actually still in Costa Rica um and I'd finished my yoga teacher training I was kind of just like yeah in like this weird um like teeter-totter okay like what am I doing do I go back home, like, mm -hmm. you know, find another job now, go back to teach at a studio back there? Um, and then at the same time, I was like, I don't know, like, I kind of want to enjoy the time that I'm here and maybe look into like volunteering somewhere. Like, so I was kind of like exploring different things. I was I wasn't really sure what was going on. Um, yeah. And then it was sometime in November, our friend Eli also, yeah, from Venture for Canada, who we met together. He messaged me and was like, hey, would you still consider going tree planting? And I was like, mm, yeah, honestly, I, I would. I don't really have any reason not to right now. <laughs> and so we got to talking. He like told me he's he's going to be crew bossing. So he was hiring people on his crew and was like, I would love to have rookies, like first year tree planters on my team and thought of you. Um, and I was like, huh. So he talked about like, times when it would start whatever all the details and I had to make a decision quick because like he had to like finalize that stuff and I was like honestly why not like it's a summer thing it's gonna be like three months I don't have a set yeah. plan where I'm like I'm obligated to get back to something right away um mm -hmm. and it was something that I remember when like Eli talked to us about it at VFC like he had some crazy stories but at the same time I was also like super intrigued about that type of life and like something about just living in the woods was like, damn, like I would love to do that. <laughs> like you guys are different. <laughs> Y'all are different. I 
don't mind going in the woods for like three to four days. <laughs> but living in the woods for three months, dude. Count me well, up. see, I loved like I've always loved camping. Like I've always loved just like going out into nature and stuff. So I felt like, yeah. Did you ask him like any questions? Like, how hard is this gonna be? Oh yeah. So he tried. He okay. tried. He tried to prepare me for it and was like he's like Nat like just so you know you will probably be crying like every other day um it's not an easy job whatsoever uh but in my head I'm just like in the middle of Costa Rica I'm like loving life I'm like yeah no it'll be fine like I'm good I'm like mentally prepared <laughs> for this like I'll, I can do it um yeah he's like sent me videos like oh so this is what tree planting is like and I was like okay hey, this is jokes but like I'm sure I'll be fine yeah um little did i know i'm like god i should have like listened to this more because oh my gosh i was Mm. not prepared i thought i was prepared i was not prepared for what was to come um wow and yeah it was it was a crazy crazy experience let me tell you tell us a bit more about that like just like i guess a synopsis of what it was like um i know what it was like because we talked about this um but also like like you, you've been a, you've been a good sport about it, right? Like you, it was the experience that it was, um, it was hard. It was tough. Um, but maybe, yeah, let's start with like, what was it like actually tree planting for, for those months? Oh my goodness. Um, uh, hardest, hardest thing I've done in my life mentally and physically. And like, I, when I've tried to tell people about like my experience, it's, it's always hard because I'm like, now that I'm out of it, I'm like, whew, okay, you know, like, okay, maybe it wasn't that bad. But yeah. even so, I'm, I'm, I sometimes remember some of those days and I'm like, I don't know how I push myself through that. Like, I also give myself a lot of props for that mm. um, because it was literally like in any type of weather condition, you had to be out there. Like, we had rain pellets falling on us, freezing rain. I stepped in like this like puddle thing at one point that almost reached like the top of my hips. I was absolutely soaked, banging pure rocks, got like tendonitis in my hands, got a rib injury, the most like excruciating pain sometimes. And I was like, at at times, like I told you, I would literally break down. Never, like I'm not very, Mm -hmm. usually haven't been a very emotional person. and it's hard for me, like people that know me, I don't really cry very easily or like in, in that sense. But that job broke me down multiple times, like out on the block. I was mm. just like, how is this a thing? I feel like I'm going to die. Why am I doing this? And mm. somehow like the end of the day would come and you're back at camp, you're eating and you're like, huh, okay, like I guess I got through that, like another day to come and yeah. see what the new day brings. Um, yeah. So it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. What was, what was, yeah, I think this is so fascinating because I like, I can resonate with some of that, like that feeling, like for instance, when you're doing a really, really hard workout and you're just like, yo, why am I doing this? Like I could very easily just stop doing this and I won't feel any of this pain. And for some reason, like you, you push through and then you finish. And then like a few minutes later, you're like, huh, like that wasn't that bad. And like, I'm glad that I did it. Yeah. Um, what like, what were you like looking forward to? Like, what were you like thinking about to be able to push through some of these things? Cause if I had tendonitis, 
and I had a rib injury and I didn't have to be here. I know, yo, I could just go back to the city. I can get a job where I work from home. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not feeling paid. I'm eating my snacks like around the clock. I might just do that. But for you, like, what were you thinking about that like made you stick it out besides being, you know, a stronger person than me, but like <laughs> what made you stick it out to be able to like actually keep doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I, I don't even know how I did it to be honest. Like, I think I, w- I remember talking to people um, when I was out there and being like, I mean, I've done the whole corporate world type of job where it's like it tends to be mm-hmm. more of like a mental strain than obviously like a physical thing. Um, and mm-hmm. I remember thinking like when I was working at some of those jobs, like my old job, um, you would do things throughout the day that were like really mentally exhausting and then you would leave work and those things kind of still care like followed you throughout the evening like at times if it was something really intense like you're still thinking about that issue you had with your coworker, or you know deadlines that you have coming up during the week like it, it follows you but then I felt in this job with tree planting which was like I said just totally physically excruciating during the moment Mm. that you're in it but then the end of the day would come and then you're sitting down you're relaxing again you're eating you're talking with people you're somehow able to laugh thank god like I think that community is so important because like it 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 gives you it makes you kind of shift out of that mindset of it and then it was like okay like you kind of leave that what you say you leave it on the block you know what a lot of people say you leave that day on the block and then the next day is a brand new day, but you're not carrying that throughout the evening. Like at the end of the day, it's like, okay, yeah. now I'm just like focused on other things, like having a good time with these people, sharing a beer, whatever. Um, mm. And I think maybe that, and I think mm-hmm. what kind of pushed me through it was thinking, I've already gotten through so many days of this. Like I can keep going. And maybe it was like a pride thing as well to yeah. like internally being like, I, so many people were like, dude, you're so like so proud of you for going out there. Like, I know you're going to kill it. You're going to like and, it, and that thing inside my head was just like constantly like, OK, I got to finish this. I got to follow through with this. And it was yeah. something just that I had yeah. more maybe, like I said, a pride thing to just keep going, keep pushing, finish what I started and be done with it. <laughs> and I knew it was temporary. I knew it was temporary. Yeah. It wasn't going to last forever. That's um, true. It was a moment where I had lots of rough times, but then the good times would come and I'd be like, okay, it wasn't that bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yo, pride, but also like resilience. That's, yeah. that's incredible, man. I'm, I'm happy for you that you were able to go through that and like get through that challenge. Um, because it's like, like you said, hardest thing you've done physically and mentally, but you can take away like that challenge and be like, yo, if, if I'm going through some stuff or like I'm having a tough day, it's like, this can't be as bad as tendonitis. Um, and planting trees where I'm yeah. seeing bears. Like, I cannot imagine yeah. anything worse than that, to be honest. And, like, the freezing rain. Like, come on, man. That's that's just different. So, um, yeah, again, proud of you for coming through that challenge. And, like I said, a lot of stuff has happened in the past year. Some exciting stuff <laughs> is about to happen for you coming up. Um, that's a big what's next for yeah. you. I guess, how you feeling <laughs> overall? Yeah, I can't even stop laughing. How you feeling? But also, like, t- 
tell us more about this news, man, because, <laughs> yo. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was just going to say, like, honestly, yeah, I think that that experience, being out there, um, and what I said, like, the physical, mentally excruciating part of it, was in a way like I mm. was meant to live that to prepare me for what's coming next for me <laughs> in a way or like slowly start to prepare me in some in some sense. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, while being out in the woods, uh, out in B.C., you know, some some stuff happened. And then we got the <laughs> got the got the surprising news, surprising, but of course, also very exciting that um I I am pregnant and me and Lewis are are going to be expecting a little baby miracle sometime in next um, next spring for for March 2023. Wow. <laughs> so that is a big what's next. <laughs> crazy. Yo, let me just paint the picture. Let me just paint the picture anyone listening. So what was it like? I think it was like a week before you were back, or maybe two weeks yeah. before you're back. Um yeah, Natalia texted me for my birthday, um, which was great. Thank you for the message. And I'm like, yo, like, when are you back? Um, it's been a minute. Let's catch up, whatever. Um, and she's like, yo, I'm going to be back real soon, I think in a couple of weeks. Uh, and I'd ask, like, oh, how's everything with you? Like, how's it going on? She's like, yo, it's just been interesting. <laughs> like, very cryptic. Like, yeah, it's been blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, yo, also, like, um, I want to get you on the podcast. Like she's like, oh, what's the question? I'm like, yo, the question is what's next? And she's like, oh, interesting. With the little like sweating, smiling face. Um, so I remember I was talking to Kathleen. I was like, yeah, like I'm gonna see Natalia today. Like we're gonna go out for dinner. Um, I'm gonna try to convince her to come on the pod because like she didn't seem like super enthusiastic. I'm not too sure what's going on, whatever. So we go to dinner. You know what it is, sober September. So we're just having waters. And then Natalia's like, oh, I want to propose a, a toast. Or a cheers, toast, my, yeah. I bet. And then she goes, a water toast, yeah, to to David being an uncle. <laughs> and in my head, Your like face, <laughs> I was hella confused because Natalia has this dog Jughead, and I always joke that Jughead's my nephew. So I'm like, I'm already an uncle, you know what I'm saying? Like already uncle to Jughead, and then I'm like, oh. I'm just like smiling, like looking at him, like waiting yeah. for it to sink in. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. Oh, you're like what? Like, no way! Yeah, yeah, man. Honestly, so well done, um, and really, really exciting news. But I guess yeah. Back to the question, like, how are you feeling about everything? Um, the day I saw you was like your the day after. Or was it the day of your first ultrasound? Yeah, yeah. It was actually the day of my, after my first ultrasound. Um, yeah. And yeah, I remember I told you like I wasn't really wanting to tell many people yet until I had that first initial exam just to make sure everything with the baby and everything was okay um and it just like happened so perfectly to be able to see you the next day because I think we had planned to meet like sometime before that and I was like oh like I really want to tell him and I feel like I would have still told you um still keep you on like the very down low like now it's pretty much going public Mm -hmm. soon but um it's going viral (laughs) Um, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was a really, I'm really glad I got to do that with you in person and see your reaction and everything. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was, that was crazy. I'm already like, I'm already shopping for baby Jordans. Like (laughs) I'm, I'm gonna be that, I'm gonna be that uncle, man. Every, every birthday, I'm gonna be the one that buys, you know, the little like toy, 
like Porsche cars, <laughs> yeah. like the sports cars. Yeah, that's what I'm pulling up with. I'm trying to be the best. I'm trying to be the best uncle out of all of them, to be honest. Yeah, you're gonna come to Spain to to give to give all those gifts, eh? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pull up, man. You know me. I'm an international man now. So whatever country the baby's at, that's where I'm going. I love to hear it. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back, going back to your question a bit, like overall, like in this moment now, where we're at right now, um, I'm feeling extremely blessed, extremely grateful, happy, excited mm. um, for what's coming. Obviously, that wasn't the case for me right away when the news came up. Like I said, it was a little bit of a shock. Like, I mean, I can't say it was a complete shock. Me and Lewis were obviously playing with fire a little bit there. Um, <laughs> but I remember talking to you about it before and I was like, honestly, like, I think it was like the year before telling you, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. I, could, I could start to see myself like preparing for this new stage in life of like becoming a mother and seeing that very Mm. much of a thing with Lewis. Um, And again, didn't expect it to happen this soon. But with anything in life, I feel like life has a way of just throwing these things at you, not when you want them, but maybe when you need them. Um, Mm. And yeah, in the moment, there was a lot of mixed emotions of, I mean, still being out in the woods, like God, just being out with Lewis, Still working a pretty intense job. At this point now, I wasn't planting anymore. Thank God we switched into cooking. So I was taking a little bit easier on my body, which I didn't know I was pregnant, but it kind of just worked out really great that way. Um, And I was obviously like feeling super tired and exhausted all the time. And I'm like, God, like, why am I feeling like this? And now it all makes sense. Um, So, yeah, no, at this point, like physical things, still a little bit of, of, you know, things going on there with yeah, my body yeah. changing and symptoms and stuff. But in terms of what's coming and um, it's, I feel like a, a, a general sense of like calmness, even though like, I'm not going to lie, I have my fears, I have my worries that creep up on me from time to time. Um, especially mm. be- because me and Lewis, I feel like are a couple that will tend to do things and, and do tend to do things a little bit differently than I guess the status quo and, and kind of mm. do, yeah, move away from that, figure our life out in the path that we find works best for us. Um, yeah. and that obviously comes with like a lot of uncertainties, a lot of like, okay, well, how are we going to do this? But also, I feel like uh, a sense of like trust in the process of, mm. of what's, of what life is going to bring for us and feeling this enormous amount of support, um, in my life right now from my family, from friends, you know, from him and his family. So yeah, honestly, I cannot, cannot complain. And I feel like that's the most important thing that I need right now is health and support and yeah. That's dope, man. I'm gas. I'm gas for y'all. For real. Um, and just hearing you talk about it too, like I told you this over dinner, like I think I think you're gonna be a fantastic mother. But um even just like hearing hearing your outlook on on everything and seeing the smile on your face and the excitement in your voice and hearing about the support of your family. Um, yeah, just like excited to be a spectator um of the journey, also active uncle participant <laughs> yes. of the journey as well. Um and yeah, really, really excited for, for you and Lewis and for both families. Um, maybe 
a little bit of a natural transition here into the next segment. This is a celebration of life segment uh, where we give a short shout out to someone that might have impacted your journey or someone that comes to mind when thinking about today's question. So now you're my guest. I'm gonna let you go first and then I'm gonna follow up with a shout out of my own. You have the floor. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, so for me right now, I mean, there's a lot of people I feel like I can shout out just because again, I just feel incredibly supported, but I would say um, my parents, both my mom and dad, is is right now like the initial people that come into my mind no doubt and mainly because when i think about my journey like i just think of like my whole life in general and that includes from the moment i was born and i have this immense amount of like um admiration and gratitude for everything my parents have done for me every sacrifice they've made to be able to give me the life that I've had from education to being able to live the way I live here. Mm. And when it came to this point of this exciting news that's coming for me, um, their excitement and support and like motivation and, and giving me the sense of like, you can do this, we're gonna do this all together. Um, there's nothing to be scared of and, and bringing like a sense of humor and lightness into it that has just made me feel so secure and confident about what's coming and how I'm going to be able to handle everything that I know it's a privilege to be able to, to be in a situation like that having both my parents and I, I just can't think of anything more to be grateful for yeah. in this moment but that yeah. Ah, love that man love the shout out to, to your parents <laughs> parents are mad cute just seeing like videos and photos of them um, and glad they're well. there to support my shout out man I gotta think <laughs> oh I got it man I got it I got it so just yeah on the theme of what's next I want to give a shout out to one of my homeboys Troy Curtis just popped the question um, everyone knows like who listens I moved around a ton a ton as a kid um so i'm really grateful for like the the longer lasting friendships i have uh in life troy i met like in grade nine we played basketball together um and yeah we both went to carlton and just had a bunch of similar experiences shout out to troy um had a wonderful beautiful celebration and shout out to maddie his fiance very excited for the wedding and can't can't wait you know what i'm saying when you guys hit me up whether to MC your reception, just putting it out there. Um, or like, if you guys want me to like make some content, I'm available. Um, right now I'm, I'm going for free, but after I do a couple of these weddings, man, my rate's gonna be going up. So uh, in all seriousness though, shout out to Troy and Maddie. Love you guys uh, and excited for what's next for the both of you. That's awesome. Congrats to, to them too as well. Yeah, That's man. So exciting. That wraps up part one of this amazing conversation with Natalia. I told y'all you were gonna enjoy this one. What an exciting time celebrating a newborn, starting starting the family for the first time and feel so grateful that Natalia shared that news on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share with one or two people, rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google. Part two is gonna be dropping next week where we dive into brainstorming some potential baby names, talking about the most effective yoga poses, and Natalia talking a bit about her gratitude practices. In this very exciting 
and stressful time. She shares some of her tips on how to stay grateful in the present moment. So you definitely don't want to miss that. Uh, Until next time, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year in advance. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.